0: everybody this is the dfs army fantasy football podcast i am flex matt he is one brandon adam and we are back finally with rookies. Mm-hmm. We've been actually ready to go for a couple weeks. It's just the schedules of us um have been a little bit tough. You know, doing this, yeah. it takes a lot out of you. Uh, just because I mean, we're talking about rookies here, 2024 rookies, and they excited us. They yeah, they've been exciting us for quite a long time, Brand. We've been talking about it all year, yeah. and and now we're here and we're gonna give our 2024 rookie rankings what we're going to do is we're going to do five qbs easy that's easy it seems like i mean the names are there but the the rank may surprise you who knows we're going to do 10 wide receivers because top five just isn't good enough with this class and who knows maybe brandon adam has has a little bit of a, a a cork he's trying to plug up into our rankings here because i feel like top 10 is a, is a conundrum for everybody. Everybody likes or loves or doesn't like certain people. And then we're going to do top five running backs. I've got a name that might surprise you in my top five and then top two tight ends, which it's almost not even worth talking about them because it's the top two guys. Um, if you want to draft somebody else, go take a third round draft pick and go draft or, or go trade for somebody. OK, that's probably what we should do yeah. later on. Who else in the third round do you want to go and use your third round pick to go trade for? That's what we should probably do. But Brandon, Adam, how are you doing tonight? You cracked your tooth.
1: No, dude, I broke my tooth last night. I had uh got got a schedule, schedule an appointment, got an extraction due in a week or so. Had a root canal and that tooth definitely Failed, but uh, yeah, man, we've been we've been talking about we've been talking about this class for a long time. We've been prepping and rebuild uh, squads that we have in dynasty for this specific draft. We've been, you know, I know I know you have been going hard to the paint with getting as many picks as you can, um, especially the second round pick uh, in the rookie draft is so strong this year um, you there's going to be some legitimate value that's to be had. Um, and I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, it's, it's true. I mean, I've been, I've been actually waiting for this class for two years and it's mm-hmm. kind of tough or at least two years. It's kind of tough because when you talk about the class, um, hold on, we've got a comment here already. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Oh, there it is. I can't even click it on because we have technical difficulties, but I love it. Listen, this rookie class, we've been waiting for a while every year, Every year, it seems like, oh yeah, well, it's next year's class. It's next year's class. Mm-hmm. Well, this this is us. the class. <laughs> we were a little bit nervous a while ago that Caleb Williams might not come back, come out. But some wide receivers have decided. Probably luck, like too, too, too good. It's good that they probably decide. Like Ameka Buka decided to stay another year. Yeah. Uh, Travion Henderson staying another year. Probably. <laughs> rb1 in the class oh he would have been for sure maybe maybe i mean injury history didn't look incredible last year but maybe he needs next year to go kind of a blake Corum esque um -hmm. so it was we got a little nervous brendan but we're here and you're right i mean what a monster class we're going to start with the quarterback position which i think is maybe uh but I don't know. Maybe that's a little vanilla. Should we start with the wide receivers? I mean, I feel like everybody wants to talk about the wide receivers, Brennan. I think maybe it's up just to you. Yeah. Receivers. I'm,
1: I'm down to talk about the wide. I want to hear your, I want to see, I want to hear your first top five and let's let you could talk about your, uh, cause I know your order is a little bit different than mine. I'm sure. Um, and I'm excited to hear it.
0: Yeah. Well, I wasn't prepared for a top top 10 out of the gate but of course i'm ready and i said yeah let's do it so um this one's pretty easy um marvin harrison number one i think we're all pretty locked in on that size speed combos just a freak um there's there's some things that i love about the class um with some specific guys that the pedigree is, is really there. And, and, um, with, with a couple of these pedigree receivers, you can tell why, um, you like them, you know, um, not just size, but the way that they move off the line, you can tell that they have been coached up on separation at the NFL level. Um, and this goes for the other guy too, who I may, may mention in my top 10, who knows, who knows, but, Number one, Marvin Harrison Jr. agreed. I think we're pretty consistent in that in our top five, right? Yep. yep. Malik Neighbors. Now, this is the name that I wanted to drop back on my list originally, and I know you and I fought about this, and I Mm -hmm. and and when we fight, we fight like
1: we fight like it's hard.
0: You start to hate me for a little mm-hmm. bit, and then it's like, how dare you have Malik neighbors not top two? And uh let me tell you why. Um okay. Malik, I you know, I pushed him to three, uh, or even four, you know, a little while ago. That was dumb. I I wasn't <laughs> okay. Here's what it was. When I get to superstar talents, yes, what I hate to see on the football field is when they are lazy or Mm. take plays off or, Mm. okay, I'm not getting the ball. I'm going to run a half-ass route. Okay. Mm. But at the same time, I took a look because I coach high school sports and I got kids on my team that are dynamic and they take plays off. And why do. do they do it? Well, something to them creates Creates the juice that they have and if it means that they uh, you know They like to take plays off because they think they're champions and the ball's not coming their way or or hey I need my full juice for when it is my time and if they can Put out, you know their their stats and everything with Malik Neighbors. I mean, it's pretty well documented how great he is. Then, okay, maybe he's earned a player two off. Maybe his run blocking can, uh, uh, you know, deserve to to relax for a player two. The spotlight's been on him from get go. Um, yep, Keishawn Boutte is as absolutely dudded out he's gone he'll be gone forever i mean the kid was never gonna make it into the nfl anyway we gave him the benefit of the doubt here on this podcast we did did. i mean because he's an lsu receiver he did play over guys like neighbors i mean it doesn't matter if kashan butte is is an idiot he did have some great tape and in, in cases he was valued as a top end prospect and he can't get out of his own way. Sometimes with elite players, that's the problem, right? Yeah. So you go from taking plays off to now you're smoking the ball or something. you know what I mean? <laughs> Or
1: gambling your life away. <laughs> or
0: gambling your life away. And, and the thing with neighbors that I, that when I actually, okay, I got rid of it. Cause I'm a coach, you know, I hate to see it. I don't like mm. to see guys take plays off. I hate it, but, admittedly i was never one of those superstar athletes i was really good at what i did but i was never god gifted with speed and talent all over the place so Mm -hmm. i i took a step back allowed myself to view neighbors like everybody else does and and here's the one thing i want to talk about neighbors and maybe brandon what we should do is from two we both Mm -hmm. should go three three four four that way we can both get a chance to talk about somebody yep um But the thing that I found most unique about Neighbors, and um, I think the Antonio Brown comps are a a little unfair. I I mean, I know Antonio Brown. I watched him a long time, but I never scouted him in college. We weren't doing this when Antonio Brown was in college. But I went back to watching Antonio Brown's tape in college, and you could just tell. I mean, the guy had unreal start-stop ability. I don't think that's neighbors game, but where Mm -hmm. I agree with what a lot of people say, and you can see it on tape is neighbors is literally fast at every point of his route. He has Mm -hmm. dynamic elite speed at every point of his route off the line. If he's cutting in, he's fast on the cut off the cut fast down the field. His separation is so elite because of the fact that when he runs his routes, he never decelerates through his route. He's at top speed throughout the entire play. Now, is his routes so Garrett Wilson dynamic? I don't think so. I think Garrett Wilson has better feet and just Mm -hmm. some, some abilities that Neighbors really doesn't have, but Neighbors does have that true elite speed in and out of his breaks that makes it absolutely a terror to try to guard this guy absolutely. and so what do you got to do you got to give him a couple yards off you give him a couple yards off he's going to eat you alive so really you got to try to press him if you can press him great if he's give taking up. a playoff when you're pressing him maybe it'll work right but the whole idea is is that next level at the nfl um He, they, there, there may be a lot of corners that can keep up with him for the entire game, but his speed throughout the entire game is going to make him a complete menace on the football field and in your football or your fantasy football lineups. Brandon, tell me about Malik Neighbors.
1: Just a a little bit about Malik Neighbors that I love about him is that he has a complete route tree. Where, listen to this: forty-one percent of his routes are from zero yards to nine yards which is the short burst route, all those uh, slant routes, out routes, whip routes, all these all these close to the line of scrimmage routes where you need to be technically sound, that he dominated in those routes. In the intermediate routes, that was 26% of his target share. And then with the deep ball, that was 22.7%, uh, 22% of of his, uh, routes were to the deep ball as well. And in every single, um, metric he, his, uh, he on average was catching above 65% of, of, uh, his, uh, targets, no matter what route he was running. Um, his best, his most, uh, um, he was best at the short, short routes. And then he was better at completing the deep ball versus intermediate routes. Um, the reason why he was not getting those uh, intermediate routes is because they had that other dude on the other side that was a monster that could catch across the middle um, and sucked up a lot of those targets that Jalen Daniels was throwing was for those intermediate routes was to Brian Thomas Jr. Um, and We'll talk about him more. He's one of your babies. Um, but I think with the modern NFL, I see Malik Neighbors as a guy that can do everything. He's not just a one trick pony. He is a guy that's going to be able to create on his own and he's going to be able to execute an op- any kind of offense you want because he can deliver the routes from wherever you want to send them. So that's one thing that's about, that's about him that's different than a lot of other players um, in this draft class. I just, I I kind of disagree with the, with the lazy stuff that you talked about, but you know, like like you said, when you're a high-end talent, um, you're gonna get nitpick nitpick to no end. Um, we're gonna we're this is our first time talking about him. And once we dive further into it and we start seeing more uh, tape broken down, we're just getting into it right now with these guys. Um, so as of right now, he is closer to Marvin Harrison Jr. for me than a Roma Dunze. Or a Troy Franklin or Brian Thomas, it just depends on who you like as a third wide receiver. Um, but that's how I have it right now, and I don't see myself moving off Malik Neighbors. And if Malik Neighbors lands with, let's say he goes to Chargers, they could use him. Um, that if he's paired with an, a, an elite quarterback that can actually exploit the whole route tree with him, that is a big deal. If he goes to uh, New York with Danny Dimes not so much. Um that kind of kind of makes me upset if you would go there, but um yeah, I have him number 2, he's solid, uh, solidly right there and it's closer to Marvin to me than not. So,
0: yeah, Neighbors um everybody talks about this. Malik Neighbors is 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 um unfortunately in a class with a, a truly generational wide receiver Marvin Harrison. <laughs> yeah. So, my whole thing is if if Garrett Wilson and Malik Neighbors were, were in the same draft, um, Garrett Wilson to me is a better receiver than Neighbors is, but mm. I think Neighbors can be just as great. I would still pick Garrett Wilson over him. Now, mm-hmm. Marvin, I would go Marvin over Garrett Wilson um, for obvious reasons, for sure. but um, I think when you talk into that you know one a conversation the one a's of the of the of the world are justin jefferson marvin harrison jamar chase that's that's yeah. the type of one of a's we're talking about the one b's are the malik neighbors the garrett wilsons and uh you know some of these veterans that kind of fall well, into the
1: one thing that people gotta understand he went he went to lsu as well and he is the all time leading receiver in lsu lsu history and Justin Jefferson went there. Jamar Chase went there. All these other guys that came out, Odell Beckham and Neighbors is number one. So.
0: <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. And maybe he deserved to take a playoff because he's doing so much for the team. So that's okay. Those two guys are going to be talked about enough. Um, mm mm-hmm. I think it really starts at three moving up it and it probably really starts at four or five um, because, well, actually go ahead. You can start off with who your number three is.
1: I, it's your boy. It's Roma Dunze. I have him at three. He is, to me, He he's actually better deep down the field than I actually previously thought after watching tape on him. But according to the metrics, of his target share came to the deep ball routes, 20-plus yards. Um, 25% came at medium-intermediate routes, 10 to 19 yards from the line of scrimmage. And 30% came from uh, short. Um, And behind the line of scrimmage was 8.6%. So he is probably – if you want to talk about the the most well-rounded wide receiver in the game right now coming out of college – I I don't have I I can't tell you that Rome isn't because he is right there you know I just feel that the athleticism of a Marvin Harrison Jr. and the athleticism of Malik Neighbors brings him above him but Rome Adunze is not anybody to sneeze at and he is going to make the NFL um, very happy with his presence coming into the league and all sorts of uh. Um just just the, the range of the route tree by him all over the route, all over the line of scrimmage, X, Z, Y. It doesn't matter. This guy runs it all. He does all the flankers that I love. I'm a big guy. I, I like the the wide receivers that do the flanker and flanker drive routes that you know the Amon Raz, the the Stefan Diggs, those are the types of routes that I really like because those compile. Um, compile like crazy in PPR leagues, right? And the Roma Cooper Dunze is exactly that.
0: Cup, Yeah, P-
1: Puka Nakua. Um, same thing, like very similar.
0: Yeah. So I have Roma Dunze three as well. Um, mm-hmm. and it's pretty easy to be honest. I almost have him at two, and and I I told you this mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Now again, mm-hmm. I hate to scatter misinformation because I am not. I told the group chat and everybody here that supports us that his comp, and this was well before anybody else said it, but he Mm -hmm. is a bigger Chris Olave. Mm -hmm. And the thing about Olave is he's never going to be ranked top two. He's not, he's never, that's not his game. Is he fast? Yes. Is he, is he this? Is he that? Yes. Is he an 8.5 in everything he does? Yes. Now Mm -hmm. the reasons why you can't mock him too is because he's not, 10 in anything but to be a stellar everything keeps you on the field keeps your quarterbacks believing in you and and you know Penix absolutely believes in him and he's the guy that turned that entire offense around once roma because last year you weren't saying it about him he got better and he did get better, better this year At that size, I think, is just where where you start to grow above some of these other guys that maybe attend in some certain categories. And I think that also this draft class is going to separate future years. Mm -hmm. because and and it might ruin it a little because in past years it's like okay this guy's a 433 so he's number one fast you can't teach speed right Mm -hmm. well the guys that are fast in this class we'll talk about them later because they're nowhere near the top here you have to be you have to be 8.5 in a lot of different areas to succumb to the top ranks of this class romo Mm -hmm. Dunze. And I saw a mock, and we've talked about this before, but he got mocked 10 to the Jets. And Mm. I actually love that because Mm. I don't think a guy like Rome and a guy like Garrett take away from each other. I, I don't think, think so with either. The, with the right quarterback and the right scheme and the right way of doing things, they are both stellar for years yep. and years and years together. You can't guard one; you got to leave the other. You know, you can't double, triple cover every guy every time. Yep. And if you're the Dolphins and you put a guy in motion to where you have to pay attention, now what are you going to do? Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. can't do it. So Roma Dunze, number three, number four yep. is is, is probably where things change up a little bit before us yep. or for us yep. now here's the thing i i am this close to changing this for me but i have brian thomas jr number four okay. nice um i i was this close to changing and i'll tell you with my fifth pick but let me tell you a little bit about brian thomas jr he is scary for his size he's actually yeah. scary because he's 6'4 205 there's not yeah. there's not that mold is not out there um he can still add more i mean he's a slender guy but he moves so effortless i mean the mm-hmm. way you see this guy move off the line it's like a gazelle um yeah. he's top 3 in and touchdowns uh led the nation or you know top 3 in the nation in touchdowns so he finds a way to get in the end zone oh, yeah. um it, he can do it in the red zone he can do it deep i think mm-hmm. he's the kind of guy that if if you give him the lion's share, he becomes C.D. Lamb. If you if you make him a number two, then he's Chris Olave. Uh, if if you don't treat him well, he's George Pickens. You know if mm. if you if you if you find that you you're not getting him more involved in your game, then he's worthless. You know because the guy needs the ball in his hand. Um, he's incredibly fast, bursty, excellence in route running. Um, when he's, when he's using his speed, the thing I didn't like, and there are some negatives about his, his aggression in Mm -hmm. routes, in his routes. So what he does, and this is kind of unique, he bends. So these guys, I think what they're learning to do now, because they are just such freaks, they're Mm -hmm. bending at the, the point of contact. Where you look at the game yesterday with Odell Beckham, and if you're getting swatted on downfield, unless that ball's perfect or you're six foot four, see, this is why I love Brian Thomas Jr. Being six foot four probably catches that ball where it sailed over Odell Beckham's yep, hand yep. right there. But yep. the problem that scares me is if Brian Thomas Jr. isn't good at using his hands in that middle of that, the area is he getting knocked off the route is he getting uh manhandled to where he can't do anything with this speed um is he that effective in comeback routes i don't know that because he is kind of a downfield guy now he is, he is really great guy. in space he's really good in space so you can give the ball to him on a screen and he just finds a way to kind of miss that first read brian thomas jr is a freak and i think that where you're going to be able to discern some of these rankings out is not on talent. It's what the NFL thinks about him. And right now he's being mocked top 15, I think, or top. Yeah. Top 15. If Brian Thomas jr. Wasn't as good as he is, he would not be mocked in the top half of the first round. It's the same thing that I got to say about Adunze. is if the pros that do this, the scouts, the Daniel Jeremiah's, if they're mocking the, these guys' top 15, there's got to be something next level that w- what we can't see because we're not uber professionals. We know yeah. a lot about what we see, and I think the eye test screams the most, and that's like. why I, I, I got brian thomas i would have
1: I, I i old brandon probably would have put brian thomas like at two um but i do think he fits better as the number two in the offense because he absolutely smashes man and when he's singled up um that's what this guy does and he can get off a of press because he's big and strong he doesn't get stuck in stuck on the line at all but what having malik neighbors in that office next to him allowed him a lot of space because especially when zone was happening people were really trying to keep neighbors in check and he he feasted on big play after big play with jaden daniels but i i get what you're saying i think he i think the best place for him is literally buffalo bills but that won't ever happen. But I, I think he's going to end up being a bangle. I think the bangles make too much sense because T Higgins is not going to get paid. So I, I think that is like the most, most natural spot. But like you're saying, there is some rumblings that he could go higher um, than we are projecting him at for sure. My, my um,
0: personal favorite landing spot for Brian Thomas jr. Because I'm a fan of his is the Miami dolphins. i um, mm. The, if he could find his way on the Dolphins team. The thing about him waddle. is, and this is, well, that's the thing is I waddle or Tyreek's gone here pretty soon. And mm. so the, the idea is that Brian Thomas Jr. can be the number two outside of Tyreek. When you have a waddle motioning, Brian Thomas Jr. can be the motion guy. You also have uh who's your favorite running back? I forgot his name off the top of my head, but uh,
1: I'm not telling you yet.
0: No, no, I'm talking about from the dolphins right now. Oh, uh
1: uh, uh A-Chin.
0: A-Chin, yeah, A-Chin. Of my head, yeah, i blanked on his name. But Sorry. he could be the motion guy, you know, you can keep Raheem Mostert as the main lead back. You got a bunch of these guys just going all different places. There's no way you can guard Brian Thomas Jr. If you right. give him five yards of space on on a on a zip, on a freaking whatever you want to do, motion him somewhere. You give him that much space if he's able to bend around you and you're already having to double Tyreek or Shadow Tyreek, and then you yeah. have to worry about Waddle and Achan coming out. Dude, are you kidding me? It's it's yeah. it's nuts. Also, the the Colts are the, the team that he's been mocked to the most, and I believe that's mm. 15, 14, or 15. I would love that too. My problem is that uh, Pittman is is a free agent this year. I, I think they're gonna resign. They're gonna. Him, right? Oh, they
1: they have to. Yeah. Yeah. We
0: will. And yeah. so, so, um, or a restricted free agent, he could go, not go, but I think he's in a perfect landing spot as yeah. the two in Indy. And yeah. you know, hey, our boy's got a rocket of an arm. He got hurt. Yeah, hey, But we love him still. If you got hey, to bring all of yeah. those players, all that speed, nah. Yeah. So yeah, I love that landing spot too. But number uh, number uh, my, four for you,
1: my number four is Troy Franklin from Oregon. Um, I think he is a more well-rounded guy. He could do more for an offense. He operates uh, out of the slot about eighteen, about twenty percent of the time for his career at Oregon. Um, he, it, when you watch Bo Nix get when you're literally I'm literally watching Bo Nix games and Troy Franklin just does it all for this guy he does it all he gets free releases he gets separation it's everything that you want i just think the weight issue he's 187 six foot three so he's got a frame to add 10 more pounds hopefully he can get up almost close to 200 that'd be wonderful um but he's a guy that i really want on my team um i just think he's an extremely rounded guy extremely explosive and played in big time football, um, and I think Troy is a one of my flag plants for the year. I think it's going to take a lot for me to move him out of four, um, but from what I've been seeing, some comp, some uh, projections of him going to because uh, I'm a little higher than consensus. I think on Troy Franklin, I think Troy on, on most wide receiver lists are around six or seven. Um, for me, with with what Franklin can do. Uh, from all positions on, from the X to the Z. Um, it's just, it's just, he's too, too well-rounded not to, not to keep it in my top four right now. Um, but Brian, Brian, Robin, but Brian Thomas can definitely overtake him with the right landing spot. So but what do you have, Brian?
0: Where do, where do you have Brian Thomas?
1: I have him at five.
0: Oh, okay. So there you go. So I won't talk about Troy until we get to where he is. And that's, that's great analysis. Or maybe I I will just hint on it here and then I'll just kind of let it go when it gets to my rankings. But the, um, I, I love Troy Franklin. I really do. I Mm -hmm. think that my problem with Troy Franklin is exactly what we're talking about with the neighbors to start the cast is he's just lumped in with a bunch of these guys. Now the good The good side of this is this is absolutely going to change pre-draft when he's drafted by the Chiefs. Oh, oh God. Or he's drafted by the Bills. Because here's the thing. He isn't ranked. I mean, you're going to flag plant on Troy Franklin. I don't know if you're flag planting on him because you imagine that – where he might land and everything. Mm -hmm. Ideally, we'd like to rank these guys based off their ability. So if you're saying Troy Franklin's the fourth wide receiver in the class, you're really high on them. You'd be really high on them. And I wouldn't say that he's not there. It's just, in my opinion, when I look at guys that I think are going to be better receivers in the NFL, in my personal opinion, that's going to equate for receivers to better fantasy production Mm -hmm. because it's not like running back, like receivers, their, their talent, um, and, and, and what they can do on the field, um, and also be consistent is where their fantasy output's going to rise and, and where I think this is. That's why I don't have him at four, um, or five or six. And you'll see that here coming up he's good. good but he's just a little inconsistent and his size does scare me a little bit because he is a lot thin he's a
1: little lean little lean
0: he's and little just lean. like other thin lean guys that got injured this year guys that we really love out in houston small guys it takes one time it takes two times and that's my problem uh george pickens is lean too so um, but Pickens is a little uh, is a little heavier than than um, Troy Franklin, I, I believe. I'll,
1: I'll I'll just say this: Troy Franklin does everything Malik Neighbors can do. Um, but y- yards would after catch, I agree with that. Y- yards after catch, dude. Franklin's been is better a uh, yards after catch. He's at six point six yards of, a catch of yak, and Neighbors is only at four point seven. So it's just. We need to we need to understand. I, I just think he's an extremely well-rounded player on a high octane offense with and he's actually played with a quarterback that's elite. And this was the guy that Bo Nix was leaning on to get shit done. And I just think he is extremely well rounded. I, I think he's 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 literally uh he can do Stefan Diggs things, but has way more speed and that is what he he could take the top off the off he's like young 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 digs um but you know digs is nowhere near what he used to be right now but um, i just I, I think he needs to be paired with one get, give him some paired with somebody with some size on the other side of him and he's going to be legitimately a a safety blanket for every quarterback that he lands
0: with yeah he's, he just makes he's, it, he just makes it easy Troy Franklin, to me, seems like he's everything that we want Jalen Hyatt to grow into, and we mm. knew drafting Jalen Hyatt that he was not a first-round talent, but it, could he grow into his – because he has size and he has speed, right? So mm. you're you're right. Troy Franklin is a lot more polished of a receiver. A Dude, so he does so you, much more
1: than Hyatt, yeah. If you
0: were to imagine all the good that he is – um, uh, Michael Yeager's in here let's go baby girl I love it I, I, I,
1: I, it's just us I think it's just our West Coast bias maybe we I see a lot of I see a lot of Oregon games where I'm at um so I get to see him more and I just I feel very comfortable drafting this kid and I, I actually love the personality too and I think he's I think he's Gonna shock people at the combine on how 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 polished he is when he runs routes right next to all these other guys.
0: All right, so that's your number right. four. So you have Brian Thomas Jr. I spoke. Brian about Thomas him. five. Yep. Uh, he's five. So he was my four. So my mm-hmm. five. Um and this is a guy who is sl- might be slipping ahead of Brian Thomas Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on landing spot and I think that that's really going to decide what I feel and what I love about Adonai Mitchell. AD Mitchell, my guy. Oh
1: you son of a gun. Yeah, he's fine oh,
0: for me. He's five. I love
1: it. Okay. Okay. I thought I was high on Mitchell, okay? Yeah.
0: Sweet. So I'm about to put him 4 Okay. Nice. And so my my thing about AD Mitchell mm. is his win, his his route or getting open, his win percentage on routes in man and zone coverage are elite. Oh I yes. Mean, he wins on press coverage. Yes. He win. I mean, the he gets open. And and the thing about him is you haven't seen him with a good quarterback. I like Quinn Ewers, but I wouldn't say he's elite. If nope. I put A.D. Mitchell on the Kansas City team, it is oh absolutely. I mean, here's the, here's the reality. Malik wow. Neighbors is great and is special, but there are some landing spots that just scream and speak special, and that's Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs. We mm-hmm. And even as number two receivers in those mm-hmm. teams, opportunity and just being a guy that can do everything is going to just speak volumes about these guys. So, again, you're not going to be able to get a guy like that top 20, right? Top 20 guys are going to go top 20. A.D. Mitchell isn't looked at as a top 20 guy. And I think that that's just because. He's going to be. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And, he, and we don't know what the real NFL draft is going to do. But yeah. I think that these guys know just as well how these mock drafts are looking. And I mean, if we're smart and we go to mock draft and whatever, we we need to kind of take a look at where we think we're going to get guys just like me and you had a conundrum a couple of years ago. Right. I, I was not an incredible Drake guy, mm-hmm. you know, it, it Drake London was not my guy. Okay, Not my guy. You
1: you won. You won. Garrett Wilson, I got it. You won. Yeah,
0: but my problem (laughs) was, is Garrett Wilson at that time was going like sixth, right? He was. And so, yeah, you could put your nuts on the table to grab him at six. Or you could also say, let me grab a couple of these guys early. Maybe I can work some trades in my favor. And I never got to work the trades because the guys you like dud it out before. And we're talking fucking... uh, uh, What's the gosh? Why am I blanking so much? This podcast, Burks, Burks Traylon Burks. Are you yeah. kidding me? That guy sucks. So, he and I knew suck. he sucked. He just gets hurt. I knew he sucked. Okay, he and I suck. drafted Look at him. Name. I drafted him over Garrett Wilson not because I valued him over Garrett Wilson
1: because you don't stick to your own stuff.
0: Exactly. In the, in the, when my nuts were on the table, I thought I could maybe go and grab Drake London, Traylon Brooks, maybe swindle you for Garrett Wilson or whoever else it was. And maybe kind of wheel and deal. And I got got caught up that time. Okay. Yeah. I got caught up in the wheel and deal my dynasty wide Michael Yeager has a comment here. My dynasty wide receiver situation is not good. I just want to know what wide receivers have that dog in them. And I'll tell you what, Troy Franklin. That's that's what Brandon said's got the dog. He's got he's got him ranked four. I think A.D. Mitchell at five, moving up to four, is my mm-hmm. dog. I mean, I think he's a dog. Um, and actually, dude, as I we don't keep mind going, it. We got some dogs coming up here. And, I don't and, and mind I'm, it. I, you can't mind it. AD Mitchell yeah. wins, man, and he He's has awesome. not been utilized in any situation. I think he is a more athletic Mike Evans, and that's mm. kind of it's really tough to say. My only problem is you would love to see him over 200 pounds. You'd really love to. He's not. And He's not. so, okay, same knock on him as Troy Franklin, but that extra 10 pounds at that size. And the way he plays the receiver game in the receiver position, mm-hmm. he runs every single route good. He hosses the football. He can block. He can. I mean, everything about him is great. Give me him mm-hmm. at five, and depending on where he lands, you could see him at two. Honestly, mm. you can you, see him at two, dude. Ah, oh, man, you're making me mad. I, I like. I
1: have. I have Ad Mitchell as my number six. Um, so we are not too far apart on that. I thought I was going to be high on him. Um, because I thought you would have Troy ahead of him because you're a West coast guy and you've seen a lot of them, but yeah, I, I I'm right there with you. I think Mitchell has everything that you would like to see. Um, if, if he lands a Buffalo, I will lose my mind and I'm going to end up moving him way higher. Um, but w- this is pre draft. We don't know anything. This is just our eye test on what we think of these players. This, this stuff can change very quickly and rapidly um and especially cuz new heights and weights are getting measured right now at the senior bowl and then the combine and people are coming in small and people aren't coming in at the at the at the size that they talk about and list themselves at so um things can change real quick um but Mitchell is a safe 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 player i think he's going to be so much better of a pro than college player cuz of exactly what you said i think Quinn Yours is not good I don't think he's. I, I think I think the the weapons around yours actually elevated him and kept him more afloat than he deserved. Um, and yeah, and that's just how I feel about. It. Unlike where Jaden Daniels, I think he actually elevated people around him a little bit, and Bo Nix elevated some people around him. But you know, I just I just have Troy as four, Brian Rob Brian Thomas Jr. for me five, six is uh, Mitchell. And then okay, my so seven. hold
0: on, hold on, because yep. I haven't said my six yet. So we're Where's already your got six? your six. Okay, so my one was uh, Marvin, neighbors two, Romo Dunze three, Brian Thomas Junior four, five, Ad Mitchell, and six is Xavier Leggett. My God. Okay. Guys. Okay. Number six. Now, yes, I have them over a lot of guys. I got him over Troy Franklin. You're and and you would not uh, uh like that. Just no. based on your comp. So let me let me read this here. Go for it. Spencer Rattler safety valve. Okay. Right mm-hmm. there is, is everything that a small quarterback like Spencer Rattler and everything that, that freaking, uh, Bryce Young wants mm. with freaking, what's his name again? God, I'm, why am I blanking these guys? The, the, the receiver we all drafted in the second round kind of dudded out, uh, can't, oh, can't, uh, why am Mingo. I, what, Mingo. Mingo. God, I'm blanking yeah. on all these guys. Jonathan Mingo. Xavier yeah, Leggett being a safety valve for a little guy is really everything that Bryce Young needed and wanted in Jonathan Mingo. Now, mm. that's why I think I really like a Xavier Leggett to a Carolina Panthers because somebody that can be trusted to be always out there being aggressive, running everything going up to catch everything, a return specialist. Let me tell you this. He was tracked over 22 miles per hour, which was top five Mm -hmm. in college football. Now, we originally thought he was 6'3", 227, just came out now in the Senior Bowl, right? What was it? 6'1"?
1: Yeah, he's 6'1". The weight is the. He's probably
0: on the tall side of 6'1". I mean, you know, you you
1: could... It was 6'1", even yeah
0: well we'll see i don't know we'll see maybe (laughs) Uh, hey
1: they're the one that measured it i'm just telling you they measured it you can fudge all you want but i'm just telling you like
0: it's pretty the guy came in smaller he's a return guy he averaged over 25 yards a return uh name me somebody that can that every nfl team needs that's that's the guy right sure um he his catch radius is is phenomenal, you know. So thinking he was six three originally, you could see that catch radius. Now knowing that he's six one, what's unique about him that no other six one receiver can even get up and go for? I mean, when we're talking about six one guys that look like they play like six three, that's what you want, right? Instead, mm-hmm. sometimes you got six four guys that can't even play like they're six foot going up for the football, right? He's laterally shifty. His routes aren't necessarily as sharp, but neither was DK Metcalf's coming out. Everybody's going to comp him to DK Metcalf because that's literally the presence he has on the field. I think he's better than DK Metcalf coming out of college. I mean, DK slipped to the second round, almost the third round, right? And uh, he, he fell because he had a lot negative about him. I mean, he didn't run routes very well. He didn't necessarily wasn't viewed as a guy that would absolutely take the ball from every single person that he's going for. He's a slant guy, He runs two routes, but Hey, we see how successful a guy like DK Metcalf can be in a scheme. And I feel like we, we got shown this by South Carolina. When he's the number one guy, you throw it up to him. He's going to come down. He separates like Drake London Because Mm. he ends up being so, he's not like a dynamic separator, but what he does in his uniqueness is what makes him separate. The guy that he is, the aggressive separator. So Drake London is not an aggressive separator, but his size and his presence on the field is what allows him to separate. He's also long. He goes for the football. I mean, big slot is his place. He's a Debo Samuel-esque Guy who you want? I just think I'm gonna take Xavier Leggett on every football. That that's
1: a flag plant. That's that that's a legitimate flag plant. I get that. Um, he's a fun guy to watch for sure. He's just a guy that's worked his way through college football and and it's kind of just worked his you know tail off to get to the starting lineup. Um, he really had didn't have a lot of success early. He was really a special teams guy. And then he got the trust, and then Rattler unleashed him. Um, and that's pretty much what happened with him. But I get that. He 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 looks like a superhero. I love guys that look like superheroes, too. Um, I've just been burned on guys that have looked like superheroes like him. And I, I get that. I like him. I just don't have him as high as you. Um, Yep, I'll I'll be
0: happy to flag plan them at six. But you
1: told me you told me you were going to flag plan them a long time ago, and that makes a lot of sense because and you and you and you went with it.
0: Yep, I I have him one above Troy Franklin. Now that's probably going to change because you're right. Troy Franklin does a lot of things well, but my, my issue. And now that I'm at seven, I've, I've got Troy Franklin at seven. Uh, My whole thing about Troy Franklin is just his size. I would prefer somebody who 6'3, 187
1: is not too bad, dude.
0: I'm not not saying it's bad. I just, I, I get a little enamored with these size guys only when they play this aggressive level of football that I just think. And I said this about Josh Allen when nobody liked him, I was like, man, but Josh Allen has grit, tenacity. He goes out there. He's a gamer. He wants to launch the ball down the field. Xavier or Xavier Legat, dude, when you toss the ball up to him, like, you know, like if he's around that area, he's going to come down with the football. And if, Mm -hmm. if, if a quarterback can trust a guy on a slant route, Mm -hmm. that's great. Now, I just think Troy Franklin needs a little bit of space. I don't think he's coming off his, his – I just think he's not going to be utilized in a way at the next level that's going to be conducive to his ultimate success unless Troy Franklin comes out and wins all over the place. And hmm. I don't think that he won't win all over the place. I'm just saying I might I might try to go and bet pre-draft right. on a guy that I think has more dog in him. And I'm that's going to be my determining factor. Uh, I got you. at at this point. So Xavier, I want to talk about a guy with,
1: I want to talk about a guy that's a straight dog. So this guy is a junkyard dog.
0: I got looked at Six, Troy Franklin at seven. You talked about Troy Franklin at four. So I think we're up to your seven now.
1: Yep. Seven for me is Quintez Walker. Devontae Walker, sorry. Devontae Walker, Quintez. six foot two. Quintez, I'm sorry. Too many Tezzes. Um, I I I just I always write him as Tez Walker, Tez Walker, Tez, Tez Walker. Walker. <laughs> um, but he's 6'2", 200 pounds. This was the main guy that Drake May was throwing the ball to um, this last year. He started out at Kent State, first two years of his college career, and then transferred over um, to North Carolina. He saw 66 targets for 41 receptions for 62% uh, reception uh, percentage um just a uh, 699 yards 17 yards per catch with seven tuds um in his first year with Drake May and he decided to leave as because a, Drake May left so he's gone too um and there's some mocks out there that he is going to be a late first to mid second um I just like this guy guy's tenacity and he makes catches in small areas, um, meaning when there's tight coverages, he somehow figures out a way to contort his body to get that ball and make it happen. Um, he still gets separation on a regular basis, but in the red zone where I noticed it most with him is that he is so good down the seam, it's unreal. Um, he has great timing with with uh, with Drake May um drake may definitely made maybe drake may made him look a little bit better but i just like the way this guy plays football i like the size i think he blocks well too so he's that's going to keep him on the field uh for in as a professional um he will not be getting taken off the field and i think he can do it. he he's not even close to a finished product yet but he has enough tools and size and uh and weight that i like and if he runs Anywhere underneath the four-five, I'm gonna love it because that because that is what he looks like. He 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 looks like a high four-four guy on tape. Um, I'm just hoping for confirmation. Um, if he doesn't do that, he's gonna be dropping down a little bit. But this kid is smart. He sits down in some zone in zone uh, defenses, and he's been a good he 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 was a good outlet for Drake May on some on plays where Drake was had nothing he could do besides throw it in the air to this guy and he figured it out. So I just like the way this guy plays. He has some dog to him. Um, I think he's a good complete player and the guy that some people have ahead of him, a Keon Coleman, Um, you and I are both not very high on Keon Coleman. Um, I just, yeah, I, he, he separates at a much better clip than a Keon Coleman. That's why he outranks Keon Coleman for me.
0: So I actually thought you'd have Tez Walker a little higher, to be honest with you, because you said mm-hmm. he's your seven, right? Yeah. So I have Troy Franklin at seven, and I just think the guys that I have ahead of him are are all guys that if you look at Tez, if Tez Walker on his mm-hmm. on his top end mm-hmm. is better than all these guys, and, and the cool part about Tez Walker is he's absolutely maybe a first rounder. Now, there's a lot of reasons he's not polished. He's not, he's not, not, I'm I'm not saying he's he's, got the dog in him. And, and, and I love that. And that's exactly why I, so I've already ranked my seven. He is at eight for me. Yep. So we're only one spot off and absolutely should go ahead of the guys that you just mentioned and a lot of other guys. Um, the thing that I don't, so okay, what I do like about Tez Walker, dog. Okay. Mm-hmm. Played with an elite level QB. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, whoa, did you see that? I just put my thing up and like sleeper did a, a, did a regular thumb up for me. I don't know how that happened. That was so weird. Um, sorry, that was bad for the listeners. The viewers, <laughs> I just saw that. Um, Tez Walker, dog, to play with an elite QB. So that's great. I really like that. Bailed out an elite QB a lot. And we might be talking mm-hmm. about that. Unfortunately, we're going to have to cut this pod short. We're going to extend our next pod to our quarterbacks and our running backs because we did yeah. so well with our wide receivers that we're doing here. And we even got more to uh, more to say here coming up. Yeah. But bailed out Drake May a lot. I mean, it's, to a, me lot. Out, it's a lot. Now, a bit because he didn't separate. I mean, when you're talking about those middle routes over the middle and stuff like that, he didn't separate that well, but Drake may put a freaking missile BB. only where Tez Walker yeah. can catch it and he comes yeah. down with it, and I love that. If you put on his Kent State tape um, against Georgia the year before, um, you can see some stuff too. You can see it.
1: <laughs> you can see it. I just think he he's going to go under the radar, and I think he's going to get steam late in our process. Um and I six one one ninety seven perfect that's great I love that that's perfect, um that's exactly what I was hoping to see I just want him to run under a four five if it's four five zero oh, that's fine oh listen um,
0: the word I, is he's running four three like oh. four, uh, low four four they're saying if he's he, like one of the fastest guys in the combo if
1: he goes four three man I'm gonna have to really think about where I'm gonna put him because. This,
0: yeah. The last thing I like about Tez Walker is he's getting better. You know, you yeah. go from a you go uh, Kent State isn't necessarily a small school, but like he wasn't it's recruited small. to the top schools. Then he transfers into a top school and in mm-hmm. North Carolina's not like an incredible top school but you just so happen upon a QB factory you know which which is really good there which is kind of some sometimes a knock to Drake May we'll talk about that when we get to Drake it is. May but Again, he's only getting better. 6'1, 197 would like a little bit more size on both sides. But when you see him actually run 4-3 or low 4-4, and if you watch that Kent State Georgia game, you'll see him. He takes a freaking, he literally takes a one-yard screen to the house, blazing yes. past guys like Keely Ringo, who are playing NFL football right now. Now, also Keely Ringo's not a first-round pick. So that's the things that I get. And why Tes Walker for me is eight because he's not as polished. He's not as polished, but he's he has, not. He's he, not. He has speed. He has grit. He has tenacity. If um, he
1: if he lands with a good like a team that I can trust with him, that if he lands in Carolina, I hate it. If he lands in you know Buffalo or a a, re- a legitimate or Bengals or somebody that can groom wide receivers and have known to do it. I'm I'm gonna be so in on Tez, it's gonna like I, I might be it might be ridiculous how high I put him. So I think
0: we'll, we're we'll at see. nine and ten here, wrapping up yep. the podcast, right? So yep. uh my one Marvin two neighbors three Rome Adunze four Brian Thomas Jr. five ad Mitchell six Xavier Liguette, seven Troy Franklin eight Tez Walker and, and what was your top eight?
1: I have Marvin Malik Rome Troy. Brian Thomas, A.D. Mitchell, Tez, and then it's going to be Keon Coleman, Xavier Leggett.
0: So, and that was your nine and ten. We'll we'll talk a little bit quick. I, I um, what, so worries me, Coleman, what worries me? What worries
1: me is one year production with Leggett. If if he, if he had two years of legit production, I'm do I would be. Pushing him way up.
0: So but Leggett's nine or Leggett's ten?
1: Leggett's ten for me.
0: Okay, so you have Keon Coleman one above. Mm-hmm. Okay, so me and you are absolutely low on Keon Coleman. Um, you have him nine. I have him ten.
1: Because I have to. Like I okay. feel like I have to.
0: So he is. Um, he is Traylon Burks all over again,
1: right? Mm, he he's 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 he like honestly he's Drake London without the elite athleticism of Drake London from the high point. Um, I think Drake London has a lot more of a route tree than this kid. They play the game similar, but I just think Drake had way more polish in his game and he had, you know, just more creativity within his routes. This guy is more of a, just an alpha guy that I'm just going to take the ball from you. And that, that that old Brandon would have, I valued that way too much in the past, way too much. And i I'm learning, dude, I'm learning about it. And I just feel that he is a landmine that I would have stepped on years prior. And I don't think I'm going to let myself do that this year.
0: So the thing that I get a little nervous about is not taking a chance on him. That's yep. why he's still yep. ten. That's why he's still ten. So in my ranks, number nine and ten here are guys that a lot of other guys have one, two, or or sorry, three or four, or five. You know, somewhere in that top five. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm just gonna put them at nine or ten. And then what I'd like to do is talk about a couple guys that you may like to end the sure. podcast out that are a little over that. Sure. But Xavier Worthy is nine for me. There, mm-hmm. there are some. Pod sources out there that have them three or four. Um, there's just something in short that I say, uh, or that I've written here. It's a lot, but Xavier Worthy also has this weird Ben thing that he does that Brian Thomas Jr. does. And I want to say that we might grow that. As technique because these Speed guys are bending around The hands so where They have understood is they're not that Good at being aggressive at That five yard point or maybe they're Battling hands downfield they're not that good So why even go to that point Yeah maybe the old NFL has Tried to jam those guys there but Maybe with putting more hands on guys More flags being thrown Maybe they've learned to just bend around It and if they bend maybe somebody Grabs them or you know Mm -hmm. I don't know No, so I don't know the technique, but they got that Ben thing. Xavier Worthy, elite speed. Everyone's Mm going to talk about Xavier Worthy's elite speed. My problem is in space, he has good yak ability. When he's locked up, ain't going nowhere, okay? Mm -hmm. His suddenness is great. Um, You have to play off of him a little bit. So the cool part is that he does great when there is off coverage. It's just when he doesn't have off coverage and and in the NFL they're going to scheme that. I yeah. mean, you put a big corner on him, yep. you're going to be fine. Even a guy like Devin Witherspoon, who isn't big, but is going to be violent with him at the at the line of scrimmage, it's going to knock him off his route. And yep. Xavier Worthy is and this is going to hurt your soul, but um Devonta Smith, we saw what happened mm-hmm. with him when he was called upon to be the number 1. It mm-hmm. just ain't there. It ain't there. The the dy- the, dynam- the dynamism the dynamism that they have are stifled in the NFL when you have either over coverage or jammed at the line. Now, Devonta Smith still can win, but we're talking about a Heisman trophy winner. We're talking about one of the best receivers to come out of college football for his size. I mean, so we're talking about somebody that has those elite traits. Does Xavier Worthy come close to Devonta Smith? No. Not in no. my opinion. No. But at nine, I'm gonna take a shot on him because there's some other guys, and it's more gonna depend about landing spot. Keon Coleman, we both agree, sucks. But Keon Coleman has this weird thing that they the NFL does with uh defensive ends. They look at all the ta- intangibles about this guy and say, I can coach that. I can't right. coach, I can't coach five foot seven, one eighty-five. Hoping that we hit a diamond in the rough, but I can coach six foot four, two twenty-five, or whatever Keon Coleman is. They think
1: they can. They
0: think they can, right? So great. My 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 problem is I'm gonna throw some darts on him, but that's my problem. What are they? Are they just darts? And then I'm a sales mastermind in fantasy football. So I always think, okay, well, if we're two point two here, what could I get for that? And then that wheel starts chugging along because, like you said, we've been burnt by these big guys with just intangibles, and unfortunately. I'm out on Keon Coleman this year. Tenth overall, might throw some darts on him. If I get him at 2.8 because other people don't like him, great. I'll take him there as probably my Mendoza line. But how many guys could you get with that second-round pick knowing Keon Coleman's there to guys that like him? I don't know. So I figure, hey, can I grab Michael Pittman somehow? Can I can I package my pick in a player for Michael Pittman and just bail out on Keon? Those are what I'm mm-hmm. thinking about. So, Brandon, we're done with our top ten receivers. Um, you got a guy or two you'd like to speak shortly about we're at an hour here just guys that you like um deeper in the draft.
1: I mean, for real NFL, I love McConkey. I think I think that kid can play football.
0: Lad McConkey, just, Georgia.
1: Yeah, Lad McConkie Yeah, lad- the lad can play. He's a real NFL player. I just don't think he's going to be a fantasy football producer. That pe- some people have him really high. Some people really love this kid, but he just measured in two inches shorter than he re- than he was uh reported by Georgia. So he's five eleven, not six one. That's a big deal.
0: Five eleven, um, what five eleven, what was his weight? Do you know?
1: I didn't see I didn't see the weight. I just saw the height. Um 5'11", two inches shorter. The, it's just I don't I, I like the he's there is no better route runner in the in in the draft than this kid. <laughs> like this kid separates like nobody's business. Um, he reminds me a lot of Julian Edelman. Um, if 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 Bill Belichick is the guy that gets him, then I love him. But like outside of that, then probably not. not. But I do like uh, Malachi Corley. He's 5'11", 210 as well. He's a little thicker. Um, but he is a highly productive kid out of Western Kentucky. Um, can route run like crazy. So, those are just two names I kind of like that are smaller guys that I think will end up dropping in drafts. That people will pull up their name and go, Oh, he's five foot 11. I'm not going to get him. I'll, I'll, they'll just draft somebody that's six one,
0: weighed 187 um, at the senior yeah. bowl here. So, yeah, the, that's, that's about what he was. That's about what yeah. he was 5'11, yeah. 185. The thing about these undersized receivers is, you know, you really used to be out on them. You really did. But nowadays they're they're finding ways to utilize these. People, and the roles are only developing in the in the high end side for fantasy football because you're seeing it. Okay, mm-hmm. you're starting to finally see guys that might be given a role or given some type and they've actually done well with it. The problem is, we're still at the level where you really need somebody to buy into that person, right? Tank right. Dell, Tank Dell was bought into and, right. and he's doing well. So, he could be
1: deep. Like Vlad is more of intermediate. Closer to the line of Loud
0: is a great route runner. He's not yeah. known for his speed. Can he still burn people deep? Sure,
1: separates like a mob.
0: scheme. Still, you know, there's still broken coverages, there's still ways to get behind defenses, but he's not known for his speed. But he is absolutely one of the best route runners in the class. Everything he does is good. I mean, there's like it's it's yeah. like Pacheco when Fo- we watch football Lad-
1: people will love him, like yeah. he's gonna have a job for the rest of it, he's gonna have a 10 tenure- year career in the nfl and people will love him better as a real nfl player than fantasy player
0: i'm just so those are two guys that you got malachi Quarley, Wester kentucky 5'11, 210 so that's the size you'd love uh like greg dorch he said earlier there you yep, go it's a good good name because but but this is where this is where post-draft it starts to separate some of these guys because yeah because we all know that so malachi corley i did a lot of research on malachi corley um don't be fooled by malachi corley that's all i want to say is a lot of people feel and 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 the disrespect on jsn is pretty tough right now he's playing (laughs) third receiver in a scheme that barely knows how to use him Wait until Jason gets his opportunity. He will come back into the light as a true number two or number one, depending on what I don't think he's a number one, but he's a high end number two. Okay. He can be a number one. I think I just, I think he can. He's just not going to get the chance to. And unless yeah, in he in Seattle, unless some things switch around, I just don't think it's going to happen. Yep. But when you hear a lot of people talk about Malachi Corley, you will hear them talk about him in a light of JSN, and it's really not there. So don't be fooled. The two guys that I like a lot and I – it's tough to like these guys because they are they they get no love but Jermaine Burton from Alabama 6 foot mm. 200 um i comp him directly to Doug Baldwin um the reason why i love the Doug Baldwin comp and if you watch his tape now that if i tell you his name you tell him to go watch tape so he's Alabama guy um, I believe he transferred to Alabama, so he was in Alabama originally. But we uh, in Seattle—that's where I'm from. We we used to call Doug Angry Doug because everything he does, he does it with like this little chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And if you watch Jermaine Burton in the way that he plays, man, you kind of wonder why he's not ranked higher. And and yeah, maybe there's a little bit of production issues, and maybe it's size because he's six foot two hundred. So maybe there's a lot behind it. But when you watch him play football, I love it. Everything that he does, I love. So is he going to be a number two? Maybe. I don't know. But I'm looking at third-round guys that you could draft that might actually produce Yeah, 800 yards, might actually sure. be worth worth a third-round pick. If you, if you put him in a scheme where you just let Jermaine Burton get open and kind of run his stuff, and if you can kind of feed him a little bit, I think he can be successful. Um, every time Jermaine Burton catches the ball, he turns around and looks for contact. And I (laughs) just love that. Like, even on a three-yard out, he turns around, he knows he's not getting any more yards, but he'll throw his stiff arm and punch (laughs) this dude. And it's just amazing, (laughs) and I really love it. Um, And my second guy, um, here's the thing. You didn't like this guy's father coming out. Then he was a Hall of Fame receiver. we're talking about Brendan Rice, Jerry Mm -hmm. Rice's son out of USC. He Mm -hmm. has everything. Watch him. He's got it all. There's nothing that Brandon Rice can't do. I mean, it's not to say that he couldn't, you know, get better at things, but 6'3", 205, you like the size. We were knocking guys like A.D. Mitchell and Troy Franklin because they were 6'3 and couldn't get over 200 pounds. You got a guy that is listed over 200 pounds originally. so
1: But nowhere near as fast, though.
0: Hopefully that's great. Well, Jerry Rice wasn't known for being fast. Understood, but he's not his daddy. Yes, I know, but again, just like the pedigree we spoke about earlier with Marvin Harrison Jr., is you can tell that this guy has studied getting off the ball to create separation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his route running is great—I wouldn't say great, but it's good. His re- route uh, releases are good. Um, I just think, uh, as a third-round pick, as a four, a third-round receiver, a fourth-round receiver, he's—he's my—he's better than Michael Wilson. Way better than Michael Wilson. Way better than Greg Dorch. Way better than Jalen Tolbert, who is the third option on, on the Cowboys team. Um, that's it. I mean, those are guys I like. They, and we just scratched the surface. We like-
1: barely even talked about anything in depth. <laughs> if we really, we, we, we really didn't even go nearly as deep as I wanted to on each guy. Um, I knew we weren't going to be able to get everything we wanted to do. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's a good start. Um, we'll do maybe we could sneak another pot in this week to finish out the quarterback, running back positions. So we have that done, and then maybe next week we start talking about some mock drafts and stuff.
0: Yes uh brandon i mean we really haven't scratched the surface here i mean we got running backs to get to quarterbacks to get to and then more of the wide receivers we left out guys that are in top 10 jalen polk is one that we left out of our top 10s because the class is so great so Mm -hmm. um brandon adam what's going on in your life right now i mean you got your daughter is going skiing or not skiing. Uh, I, uh, hockey, right. She loves hockey. Yeah. You're a hockey guy. Yeah. Um, you got that going on. We, are you on the world team? right? Uh, no, now? I,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm officially retired and old. Um, so I've, I've been, uh, I've been put to pasture by team USA and, uh, <laughs> it's just what it is. They put, took me out back and put a bullet in me and, Um, That's what it is, but I'm still playing club stuff. We'll be playing for our third straight national title here in a a month, so – that's awesome um, we'll, to hear. We gotta get and it I've been straight.
0: coaching high school wrestling. Our team has done great this year. I've got the sub regionals, regionals, and state coming up in the next three weeks. So once that all settles, once the senior bowl comes, once the combine comes, we're hitting this thing full force. Sorry we were a little late to some rookies, but that, that was our top 10 wide receiver wide rankings for Brandon Adam. I am Flex Matt, and we are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. And that was our first look. At the 2024 rankings We will see you guys next time